Welcome to another episode of The Unique Radio's Manifest Monday Show. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton, and every Monday at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time, we release a new episode to help you learn more about the power of manifesting. The more you listen, the more you'll learn. On the second Monday of each month, our sponsor, Jillian Harris, joins us. Visit her at theconsciouscougar.com and learn more about how she uses the power of color, energy, thought, emotions, and crystals to help her manifest and how she can help you learn how to manifest even better. Call 516-418-5651 on the second and fourth Mondays at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time when I am live with Jillian or possibly other guests. Be sure to follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your other favorite platforms so you don't miss a single one of our most popular podcasts. Now let's get to today's topic. Oh, oh, oh. oh it's a good one today, too, folks. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. He forgot my birthday. Oh, it's our anniversary. He doesn't even know what year we got married. Oh, man. Has that ever happened to you? Um, Actually, not with this husband. See? Because he's the the best husband. He's my best friend and my husband. So he's never um, forgotten an anniversary, birthday, or anything. A significant date, you know what I mean? No, he has not. Um, okay. His birthday is exactly two weeks after mine. Okay. So by the time my birthday comes around, he's already gearing up for his. So right. he knows, you know, it, it's kind of like in his brain, oh, my birthday's coming mm. up. Oh, that means your birthday a, must be here. I had a fellow Gemini boyfriend three years, and his birthday was just like three days before mine. And he forgot mine. You know, my ex's birthday was the day after mine. I cannot tell you how many years he forgot my birthday. Oh, my God. The day after. <laughs> Just focused on his. Yeah. That's how I see that. And, and he, Curtis can't forget our anniversary because it was, it was so weird. We got married after having a big fight. Yeah. And we didn't plan on getting married. We just planned on, you know, looking into it. We ended right. up, he actually had planned to get married that day. And oh. we didn't think about the date until after it happened. We got married okay. on 5505. Oh, wow. Yeah, Cinco de Mayo oh 2005. Oh, my God. And he was just moved to do that? And yeah, didn't even just, think of the date? Nope. Oh wow! That's and amazing. now that he, now all these years later, he knows the importance of those fives and zeros in there. Yeah. I mean, what a what an auspicious day to get married! Five five oh five. Yeah. Wow, I love it. You know, I started my biggest company on three three oh three. Ooh. Yeah. We started I being unique on three eleven. What? We started Be Unique on 311. Oh, interesting. Yeah. And it just it just worked out. You know, we were sitting there doing the incorporation papers, and we looked at, at the uh, calendar or the clock or whatever and saw, oh, my gosh, it's the 11th. So the 11, 11 is a really powerful thing, the 11 thing. There's yes, a, it is. There's a group yes. built around the 11. <laughs> 11. <laughs> Intervals and 11, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, numbers are very, very... But so, you know, come to find out... Okay, but let me tell you my story. Can I tell you my story? Okay, yes. But I'm not going to go deep into the story because, remember, a story is a story. It's really about what's your intention, Jillian, you know? And trust me, this yeah. is not my intention. And my intention in a romance is to um, be with someone who, you know... Um, also relishes me and, you know, wants to make me happy and stuff. And part uh-huh. of making me happy is acknowledging my birthday. And I, to be perfectly honest with you, I never really give people an opportunity to 
um, celebrate my birthday. After my 35th birthday, I had a party for my 35th, and I knew in my head, I said, this is it. This is the last time that I have a birthday party. No way! This is the last time I tell people how old I am. If anybody happens to remember my birthday, um, I will mention my birthday after it passes by a few days, but in passing, so that it's not a big thing. I don't want people thinking, oh, she was 35 last time, so she's 36 this time. Okay, now wait a minute. She was 35 and 19, blah, blah, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So it was 19 and Yeah, exactly. Then she must be, oh, my God, right? So (laughs) I I got the cure for that. What's the cure for that? Okay, the, the year I turned 50. Yeah. Um, I was expecting a huge, big birthday party. I was so excited to be 50. I was a, I had lived a half a century. Right. And I was really, and, and I was born in 1955. Um, okay. Guess what my, guess what my number is. Um, but, you know, it's so <clears throat> weird because I, I, I was a half a century old and I thought, golly molly, if I live another right. 50 years, I'll be a century old. Right. And I was really jazzed over this. Okay. And my husband, my husband, who is 15 years my junior, uh-huh. looked at me with tears in his eyes. He said, how can you be 50? Right. I remember when oh. my dad turned 50, and he was such oh. an old man. And I'm like, dude. So he had tears in his eyes because he saw the cup half empty rather than half full. Until I fixed that. Because I yeah. told him, I said, look, when your dad turned 50, you were a kid. You weren't a peer. I said, mm-hmm. but how old do you think I should be? He said, well, I think you should be my age because you feel like my age. I right. said, okay, tell you what, I will celebrate the encore of my 35th birthday. How about that? Right. He, just, he said, yeah. I can get my, my brain around that. So since then, I have celebrated encore birthdays. I think I was, oh. I think I was 61 uh, when I had a, uh, I celebrated the encore of my ninth birthday. Of your ninth? Um, my ninth. Because uh, I had gone out with friends. We went uh, hiking. I, they, they, we, we were photography mates. And so we were, we always went out on the weekends for photo shoots, you know, okay, botany gardens or whatever. I don't get it. How do you figure out the encore birth date? It's relative whatever to I the feel. date, the real birth Whatever date. I feel what? like. It's whatever, oh, it's whatever I feel like. Oh, oh, okay, that's that's cool. Okay, go ahead. Go because ahead. I like right now, I'm 33 years old again. Oh, nice. That's just so the age cool. I. Yeah, my my 30. For me, awesome. they were a little troublesome. I was a little. I was. I was definitely. Actually, I'm, I'm I'm reliving <laughs> some of my days that I wish I could have done differently with my first husband. Yeah. So I, I just go back and I pick a date that wasn't so great, and I'm like, I'm going to do it better this time. Ah. But oh. for a long time, for a long time, I transposed my date. So like when I was 61, I, I turned 16 again, or you know, okay. 62, I was 26. Or right. But the the year, I think it was the year I turned 60, maybe I went out and I told my friends, I said, I want to go somewhere that's older and bigger than me. Right. And so we went to one of these gigantic oak park, oak tree parks. The tree was probably 2,000 years old. And right. um, certainly older and bigger than me. And, and it was just so much fun. And they surprised me with a little birthday cake and champagne. Because everybody always packed their own lunches. But they brought out cake and, and, and party hats and little noisemakers. And I was just having a blast laughing and so one of my friends, so Mary, what birthday are you celebrating this year? And I, I don't know. It just came to me. I said, I am celebrating the encore of my ninth birthday. And they asked me why. And I said, because I don't remember ever having so much fun on my birthday. Uh-huh. So that, that's what I do. I just I choose a day that makes me want to relive it or I wanna, uh, if I want to do over that I do over all year long. That's lovely. Okay, now where was I? Ah, 35, forever. No, you interrupted me. Um, I apologize. That is okay. So, 
we just went off on a tangent, that's all. Story, and I purposely said that I wasn't going to do the story story because story is the story. But yeah. if I can get to what the intention was and, you know, the, um, the, the, the arch, as they call it, you know, as you're, when you're writing a, yeah. a television. Okay. Um, so ultimately, you know, in a romance, I want, and I think this is what gets a lot of us, females in a thing about this it's important um to be acknowledged or that date to be acknowledged certain dates and uh, and right now i just want to do birthday and of course there is anniversary and there's you know these other things that but the first time you texted me or the first fight we had Well, you know, we're good at that. But right now, I just want to do birthday. Yeah. And so I knew not to set myself up. I tried to say, um, right, tried to work with the experience that I've had so far in this lifetime and the many, many, many times I've been around the same doggone block. And um, so I said, okay, let's give him an opportunity. So April 1st, um, I forget how it came up, but I found an opportunity to let him know my birthday was June 11. And um, and I think at that time I learned that his birthday is February 3rd. And that's all I need. One time, boom, done. I will never, ever forget that, you know? So um, then uh, on May 3rd, and the only way I know these dates is because I used my cell. I said, I know that I did it twice. And I know that about a month apart, you know, I did it. And I also, okay, so we had a thing. And there was a moment, so I had to look for the word untethered. I searched untethered in my text messages. Because <laughs> okay. there interactions that happened, you know, and the word untethered was used. And, um, and, um, and so basically I had, in some, for some reason, in that exchange, mentioned my birthday. But then when the untethered thing happened, I actually ended that one with giving him my address so he could send flowers because he uh-huh. was <laughs> yeah so now i'm like okay he has everything that he needs you know um he's just getting over covid though so i'm like oh my god the poor guy can't have no oxygen he can you know what i mean he's breathing is like a thing i mean he's he's um uh negative now and you know back to work a little bit but I know that everything is not right yet. He really got it bad. I mean, I think he would have died or something if he was not vaccinated and boosted. But it's really terrible that, like, just two or three weeks after being boosted, he got hit with COVID so bad, like, really Aww. bad. Yeah, I mean, but just it just really weirds me out. I'm like, okay, wait, did the vaccine work or did it not work? I'm like, yeah, I'm going there, but that's a different show. Okay, so... <laughs> Anyway, uh, so my birthday, you know, I knew it was happening uh, in the morning because he would have woken me up with it, and he didn't. And I'm like, ah. So I text him. I'm like, are you awake yet? (laughs) And then I go through a myriad of feelings because it's like you don't want to tell them. You want them to remember on their own. What if the flowers are on their way? But – by the way he responded, I knew there's just no way. There's just, just no way. He's too wonderful. He's too sweet. He's too complimentary. He's too, you know, too romantic. A person like every other breath, it's like he's just the most wonderful yet, you know? Seriously. Like this might be the one, the one. I know I say that almost every time, but seriously. <laughs> so, so I'm like, oh, my God. He has forgotten. So he he asked me how I am. I said older, <laughs> and then I and then I said a couple other things. And he's like, "It's your birthday." And so now he's asked the question. He shouldn't have asked it. He should have played that off if I were him. But no, he's too honest. So you know, uh-huh. then he was wonderful after you know in that moment. You know, but now I don't want whatever you have to say. <laughs> about my birthday so but i have to go through my own thing about that now i gotta forgive and um the thing is i had looked into this this birth this man remembering your birthday thing 
and and the process and and what what we as uh, I wonder do you know the um, the demographics of the male female who's listening um, out there numbers no I no. know. No, I do not. That's one demographic that is not recorded. I can tell you approximately what their age levels are. I can tell you what country they come from. Um, I can tell you the color of their skin pretty much. Right. I think it's most more female than male, but I know that we have males too. Yes, and and I I would say probably three-quarters are female. We are talking about (laughs) y'all. Like yeah. you're not even here, like in third person. No, but <laughs> yeah. but yeah. Okay, so um, yeah. Well, for women, I feel like it's more important for women than for men, for some reason. Um, although, not saying it's not the important, way we're wired. Yeah, what? I I think we're just wired to require that. Love me. You must love me. And if you love me, you must remember every little thing that is important to me. <laughs> well, not but every. If, I'm personally, I, I, I guess some guys have it hard if they're with women who need them to remember every little thing. But I do, you know, just certain things would absolutely make me happy. And I know that it's part of a man's natural state to want to make the woman who they care about happy and that they have a glitch in this area. Like if I give you the opportunity, because I really think we by accident make it harder on them to do what it is that we want to happen. So if our intention then is not being met, then it's like, okay, well, maybe this isn't like a relationship. I mean, if he can't remember my birthday, clearly I am not important enough to him. (laughs) (sighs) Yeah. You know, and and, and, and may, don't forget how love languages play into this. Oh, go ahead. Embellish. Okay. Everybody has a different love language. I mean, not, not no, uh, there are, I think there are five love languages. We, uh-huh. we rec- you know, for, for me to know that you love me, mm-hmm. um, you know, it depends. For, for me, um, I don't know, laugh at my jokes, I guess. Uh, everybody has a different love language. So for some people, it's the gift giving. I want to give gifts. I want to receive gifts. For others, right. it's acts, acts of service. Um, and, and mostly random. Like if my husband empties the dishwasher, oh, take me to bed, baby. You know, it, it, do, something, do something nice for me without me asking you to. Oh, got you. And, and for others, it, they, it's uh, languages or the written word or gift cards or birthday cards. You know, for, you know, I need to know that you love me enough to just say happy birthday. Right. And, and for some, that's, that's all it takes. And right. the problem sometimes happens when you have a person who loves to give and receive gifts who is then partnered with someone who thinks that, you know, sweeping out the garage is the biggest form of love there is. Right. The acts, uh, acts of kindness or acts of service, I think they call it. Um, right. So if you know what your partner's love language is and what yours is, it's easier. And uh, unfortunately, most men and women don't speak the same language in that respect. Interesting, very interesting. But, you yeah. know, then there's also the issue of when to speak the, the language of your choice, you know? Exactly, and so, exactly. And that's if what, you don't know that's the what date, real... then you're going to be speaking it on the wrong date. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Or missing the date when you could have spoken it and gotten, you know, the... And the, it's not that hard to be... Bang for your buck. I'm multilingual in this. <laughs> You know, if, if I know that you require um, certain things to make yourself, to, to make you feel loved, how hard yeah. is it for me to do those things for you? You know, if, yeah. if all you want is for me to laugh at your jokes, Jillian, I'm going to laugh even if they're stupid. Like Which my is why the very next morning, uh, mm-hmm. the first thing I see on my phone is, um, good morning, birthday girl. 
<laughs> oh, dear. The day after your birthday. <laughs> and I just, like, stared at that for a while. And my response was, relishing your words, pretending today is yesterday. <laughs> and, no, and that, and, Well, kind of. It was also... Uh, me making sure, because I really hadn't talked about it. I just kind of did my, my birthday day, which was a so-so day. Um, and I set that energy off kind of partly. And I couldn't figure out what to do with myself. And I wanted to go to the desert and rent a yurt because I, I think I want my own yurt. But um, I'm just getting into the yurt thing. Do you know what a yurt is? Okay, we'll talk about that later. I love uh, but... the idea of a yurt. Yes, those are yeah. gigantic, glamorous tents. Yes, like ma- major glamour, dude. Um, that's yeah, glamping big time. So, um, uh, I, I, but I came home, and um, and I came home to my office to find that my hard drive on my main computer had died over the three days that I was gone, and that would have been such a nightmare. So I'm finding this out on Saturday, my birthday, which I'm like, oh my god, <sighs> I am so in alignment. Spirit, this is awesome. This is rocking my world because I get to find out on Saturday. I get reach out to my uh, computer guy. He's got strep throat. What? Okay, oh. wait, what? <laughs> so I got to go to some, you know, online situation, and I find, you know, just through intention, we're going to solve this. Like, you know, let's just next step and find one and pick between the three or four that you find and uh, I picked the one that can come on Sunday and fix it. And I had one on standby for today in case that one didn't work out. But he mm-hmm. was brilliant mm-hmm. and awesome, and I didn't have a backup. So I got it fixed, and I got my backup, and that happened on Sunday so that today could be wonderful. And if I hadn't gotten here, if I hadn't been in that state, I mean, I'm sorry that I drove myself here, you know, kind of like at a – so, so, blah, blah, it's my birthday, you know, mostly focused on he did not remember my birthday, um, uh, to do that, but it was all together, silver lining, big, huge. Mm, so I felt like I tell gave me more. Birthday. Yeah, so that was wonderful, but um, I still needed to, okay, it's like this, um, if he is really about you, then he is going to, and I'm so, see, this is the part where I'm, uh, um, he's going to want to make you happy. Okay, that's the, that's the thing. So I knew that this was not something he did intentionally, but he's also really, really smart because I only date smart people. So, of course. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, oh, glitch, what happened? I gave you so many opportunities, dude. And um, uh, so there must have been, you know, the lack of oxygen from COVID or whatever or something. <laughs> Um, I needed him to know, though, you know, and that's where we don't want to play passive-aggressive. So this is the part where I call it emotional skydiving, where you, yeah, and I've been doing it a lot. Like free-falling? Well, and first, making the conscious decision even is part of the skydive when you're standing at the door and you're Mm -hmm. about to jump out, Um, and meaning that you're going to put yourself in a really vulnerable position by being really, really honest and telling the truth in that moment, um, being completely authentic, and, and then putting it out there. And I love doing it. These are things I wouldn't have done when I was younger because I didn't know somebody like me to tell me that this is what I could do. And so I'm hoping that there are younger people out there who, you know, in your 30s and 20s and 40s, that's younger than me. And, you know. Yeah, it'll be younger than 35. <laughs> yes. and, um, and realizing that these moments when you, you know, tell your truth um, are actually opportunities for expansion and growth. They are, and, indeed. Yeah, indeed. this is it, you know. So I didn't want to be a, you know, a biatch, but I did really want him to understand. I felt like it was something that was wrong with me being upset about this little thing. And, yeah. You know, so I felt like, you know, and then uh, being the passive aggressive thing is not friendly. It's not cool. And it's, and it's uh, painful within. So like, why not just kind of like get to it? So, uh, um, I, I let that, he knew. 
He totally knew, and he's very connected to me. And so now um, I said, you know, wishing that, you know, yesterday was today. And um, and and he knows what that means because that, that was the perfect, that's all I needed. He didn't have to gift me nothing. Um, that's just all I needed was acknowledgement of what day it was. And, um, and um, of course, if I had gotten that on the birthday, then I would have been like, okay, that's nice, but I would have liked the gift, you know. So... <laughs> It's always something, dang it. But anyway, uh, so I almost lost my train. Oh, yeah. So I had, a, I had an opportunity in this moment of how to respond. And we're not talking, talking at this moment. We're just texting at this moment. Right. So I'm looking at the phone, and I'm like, mm. hmm. You know, um, so... He says immediately after I said what I said, he goes, um, oh, okay, this is why I did this. I'm so sorry, everyone. I wanted to do a little thing in be- in between here, okay, before I tell you what he said next. I want to tell you the investigation that I had done, so I already knew this going into his response. I'm looking for his response. And one of the things is, you know, okay, there is a possibility that the person is, you know, especially if you're not, married to them um if if you're just dating like i am there's a strong possibility of him forgetting your birthday and whatnot that he's just not been into you it could be true yeah there is that possibility so we have that um this is a time we have to look at it look at the relationship and and you know what has really been happening you know is this a pattern is it you know are you always the giver and he's never um, the one. Um, are you always the initiator and he's never the one? And see, and I'm doing the he, she thing again. Instead of the also, you know, it could be same sex having the same issue because another thing I looked at, I had to like research. And men, number one, do have more of a problem with memory than women. Statistically, research has shown this. Like so, yeah. There is just that, <laughs> and so we do have to know that. Okay, so there's that. God bless them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, but women um, apparently have more of a problem with remembering. Um, while we can do names, dates, and something with numbers that were. Apparently, left. when the oil is due for a change in your car, right? You know, we don't remember those things. Men, it's like right. innate memory for them. Exactly, or what the last repair was on the car, yeah. what it was, when it was, yeah. which guy at Joe's garage did it, what his, how yeah. his hair was combed that day, what perfume he was wearing. Part. Oh, yeah, he everything. will remember what he was wearing that day, but Maybe. he will remember that that there was a new clutch put on the car back in 2018. Exactly. Yeah. What kind? Of, what kind of clutch? Right. We were watching exactly. a we were watching a YouTube video yesterday, <laughs> and this guy was was talking about um, Allison. Blah, 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 transmission, blah, 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 blah. And it was like a car commercial. Right. And at the end, at the end, the guy goes, you had me at Allison. And I looked at Curtis. I looked at Curtis. I said, is Allison the name of a transmission? Like, I know there's Denso brakes, (laughs) you know, whatever. And he goes, yeah. I'm like, oh, okay, because I was expecting a girl to pop out driving the car or something. That's what I was thinking there too. I was there with you, girl. I was right there. Yeah. I was thinking this was a romantic commercial. Yep. No, it was for a guy, for sure. Right. <laughs> you had me at so Alice, funny. and I'm like, oh, man. Oh, my gosh. Well, but so this was, you know, a moment I knew that I needed to look and decide in fact, I'd already kind of decided that. You know, I thought things were, you know, we're we're in a challenging kind of situation just with our work schedules and whatnot. It almost feels like a long distance relationship when we did, we only live like you know twenty miles from each other. So, um, 
So I said, you know, by, I'll see what he does on my birthday, and that's going to help me decide whether, you know, I'm going to kind of move on. And um, and I had to put kind on there because he's actually just wonderful and is so into me, it's kind of hard to, like, you know, resist. Anyway, um, so then he forgets my birthday. and But then he feels I need to look at how does he react to realizing that missing my birthday is a thing. I mean, it's not just a little thing. I'm obviously having a reaction. I'm not as happy <laughs> as I normally am. And men, part of what they love about women is our happiness. Yes. Yeah. And they want us to be happy. They want to make us happy. And uh, they want us to stay happy, please. Yes. Happy is good. So, well, you know, it kind of yeah. surprises me yeah. that you know so much about how time works and doesn't mm-hmm. work and, and the reality of time mm-hmm. that it would bother you to that degree. But there is the human factor mm-hmm. that says my birthday is important. Well, so I think it's part of our companion animalism as we do this human experience. So um, so in realizing that, because I needed to realize that too, there was part of me going, okay, you know, all, and all of a sudden, you know, I'm doing this, and I'm, I'm like, what part of this experience am I having with him right now that is a bleed over from all the years when I have successfully um, veiled my birthday to the world? Like just, right. you know, had had it so that people go, hey, wait, didn't you just have a birthday? And I'd be like, uh, yeah, yeah, you know, I would. Yeah, no some, big deal. Yes, exactly. Like we don't even have to talk about it anymore. Let me move your head off whatever math you're doing at this time. <laughs> so, that's what a conscious cougar does. Okay. Oh yeah. By the way, www.theconsciouscougar.com. That's how y'all find it. I love it. it. So. I like how you do that. That was good. <laughs> right. Clever girl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. But so I, I am, the bottom line is, you know, I needed to really read whether he, you know, and he did. He, 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 he read me. I needed to not be so passive-aggressive as to, pretend like this didn't bother me but at the same time I did kind of do passive aggressive because I didn't really talk about it um but I also just was not happy and I knew he was reading that and he had to go to work and so we couldn't really discuss it or anything but he got to feel it and he's extremely empathic and I'm like we will just work with that and we will let this relationship do what it does because we communicate without talking all the time so he's going to have to read it like that right now and he read it like that for the rest of the day, and I was having a dramatic day with my computer and everything. But um, but I want to say that the nice things that he said as soon as he realized it was my birthday on the actual day did lift me out of the dumps. I would have been truly in the dumps if I had oh. not at least let him know, yeah, that it was my birthday, and give him, given him the opportunity to, you know, say those wonderful, beautiful things. Although it was, you know, a little, it's like now I don't want it. <laughs> Don't don't tell me how great I am after I've just given you all these cues. Don't congratulate <laughs> me on doing something important. Yeah. And you know, if I have to show it to you. I get that. Right. I get that. Oh my god. Yes. 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 Yeah, and I'm realizing as I'm going through this and I'm listening to myself and I'm feeling myself and I'm being very very awake conscious to what I am feeling and experiencing and whether it is really even, I'm not even happy so much that I'm doing this and I'm I'm getting what it is and a lot of it is ego kind of driven, you know? Like, oh my gosh. Um, And then I have to look at that and go, okay, wait, does it mean anything deeper? And in a way, some of it does. Um, So that, you know, looking for um, symbolism you know, um, is what some of these, the way we celebrate each other and the way we revere each other. And this is an opportunity to do that, you know, birthdays and anniversaries and things like that are. So 
now the next day here he, he comes with the right thing first thing in the morning and and you know I'm, <laughs> I'm looking back going damn it's the day after that is all he needed to do yesterday jeez and so I basically kind of tell him that and um, and his response is because see I needed to see this is what you look for ladies and gentlemen when the person, because women can forget as well, I'm finding that, yes, statistically, men have an issue with this more than women do, but hello, women do it too, okay? So now um, that helps cover, you know, same-sex relationships, you know, where this has happened. I've had that happen right. too. You know, so there you go. It's like, okay, so when this happens and the person finds out, that they have messed up, <laughs> oopsie, big time, mm-hmm. then what? What do they do then? Do they basically, oh, shoot, next year I'll gotcha, you know? Or do they want to make up for it right now? Do they say they're going to make up for it? And what way are they going to make up for it? And do they then do what they say they are going to do to make up for it, you know? And then you got to look for that to happen, you know? So now... Um, I get to, I get to, I'm in that right now, which is awesome. And he let me know. <laughs> I said what I said, and then he said, but it's for the rest of the month, your birthday. <laughs> oh, right. And so now I'm like, I, this is my moment. This is my moment of whether to forgive and move the heck on, or do you want to stay stuck in this like a mare? And it reminded me, because I had a horse for like 12 years. I was a horse owner. And I don't know if you, anybody out there is, you know, an equestrian and knows that personality difference between a mare and a stallion. And, oh, you know, yeah. something happens. Stallion forgets it. He's a past it. But the mare is going to remember for a week that this thing went down. And... I went through it, and so I'm like, okay, am I doing that? <laughs> I'm being there right now. What? No, What'd I'm just say? giggling. I'm just oh. giggling. Yeah. So I said, okay, this is my opportunity. I have to, like, you know, seriously, he's trying to give him the opportunity. If you really want this relationship, like, then give him this chance. So I found the correct bitmoji, and, um, which said, I like so he's like, good girl, and some other very cute, sweet, awesome Aww. things happened after that. Yeah, and so, but he knew that I was, it was, in that exchange, it was obvious that, you know, he's waiting to see what I decide. I'm deliberating about, you know, whether I'm going to forgive and move forward and accept, you know. And, um, and so, and then he's been wonderful since that moment. And and life is good again. It's beautiful again, although it was beautiful Ooh, before. I like it. Yeah, it's good to go through these things. But then I start looking into. Um, I, I needed to look into, um, you know, how this happens because I knew that I wasn't alone. Um, so one thing we know is about you know men not being able to, as well as women, but that women also go through it as well. Uh, but then. It's like, what do you do about it, you know? And so it's, what's your intention? And how do we then um, move forward to treat the um, situation, if not the relationship, so that it can be what it is that we want rather than, you know, settling? Yes, yes. Because mm-hmm. the last so thing that, we want to do is settle. Yeah, and so that's what I feel like of... of it's difficult, though, because you feel, oh, my gosh, you know, am I just being a narcissist? <laughs> you know, um, that's, you know, me and my birthday, wah. <laughs> but it actually was a thing, and I needed to jump out of the plane and, you know, do that skydive emotionally in expressing that this did not feel good to me. And that, you know, the – and he knew it, and he knew what he was supposed to do, and so he tried it the day late. And I have to affirm, yes, that's what you were supposed to do. And everything else, all the plans and stuff that we're making now. Yeah, instead of saying, oh, I'll get you next time. 
Yeah. Yeah, he actually. Nothing. Yeah, he owned up to it and um, tried to make the day after be an important date too. The rest of the month. Yeah, and th- yeah. if you think about it, the day you were born, your mom was so tired. Nothing uh-huh. anybody could have done would have phased her. Right. But the next day after the birth, yeah, that's where the the magic comes in when people start coming in to see the pretty baby, and yeah. they start looking at her and go, "Wow, this is look what you made!" Right. And I think as long as your mom remembers your birthday, that's okay. Yeah, and and you know I'm blessed to still have my dad too. And yes. it was beautiful to be at home with them. And I decided not to um, leave. I said, you know, I'm just going to hang and stay into my birthday. I'm like, I really, there's no place I'd really rather, really rather be right now. Um, the truth is, I've got the boyfriend and i got a funny feeling I'm going to have him for a while. And so, oh. but then, you know, this is time that I'm relishing. Mom just turned 90. She turned 90 exactly one week before me, which means that she was so pregnant on her birthday. Oh, my God. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, but, um, but it was nice to be able to hug both of them, and it was a – because I knew that on this date years ago, it was a big deal for both of them. Dad became a man that day, you know what I mean? Like, I believe that yeah. he – from – from boy to man for sure when that happens and um yeah and mom you know yeah she was relieved she talks about it all the time (laughs) yeah so it's a it's a it's beautiful it ended up being a good thing and um so intention because through all of this i had to be like what do i actually want to happen what do I really want? And then, you know, just to be true to myself and not allow myself to, in fact, really be honest and let this, however this unfolds, be um, evidence of what is really supposed to happen here with this relationship. You know, acknowledging it's only three months old. And um, dang, he spent like a month of it with COVID. <laughs> so, okay. So now part of what I did to help myself was colors. And I grabbed some rhodochrosite. And on my desk, I have a great big chunk of rhodonite. I mean, it's massive. It's got away like 10 pounds. No, okay, it's not that mm. heavy, but it's pretty heavy. Uh, but anyway, so those two stones and rhodochrosite is really the one that I went to in terms of conjuring up energy. Um, when it's not even around me, I'll use rhodochrosite uh, and bring that energy in just because it's not only about um, nurturing um, outwardly compassion for others and, and caring about uh, the world around us, but it's also greatly, largely about caring and nurturing ourselves. That's what I love about rhodochrosite. Um, Rhodonite is wonderful as well. It's about self-esteem and confidence, and um, it's a heart chakra thing, so there is the love and the compassion, uh, but I find it uh, that rhodochrosite is way more um, urgent, mayday, self-nurturing crisis type of stone to me like when you really need to focus on yourself and you need to do it in a way that you're not feeling narcissistic about that, like knowing this is medicinal, this needs to happen, and you first so that you can be there for others. So it balanced me out. Um, And then another stone that I didn't really reach for, um, these two I have, um, but I and I also have some nephrite. N is a Nancy, E, P is in Paul, H, I, no, H, R, I, T, E. Uh, nephrite, nephrite, nephrite. This green moss color type stone is uh-huh. um, awesome for your third chakra, which is going to be your solar plexus area. And it is going to help heal you in the... Um, 
realm of emotions and calming and um, if there's jealousy, if there's um, any kind of uh, your, your peace within has been disturbed, this is the stone or one of those stones that uh, helps treat that particular chakra, that energy center, to bring it back to a healthier, authentic state. So um, those are things that I just, you know, have in my energy field, and I breathe them in as I go through what I'm going through and allow them to assist in uh, the molding of the, you know, the messages going on and what I'm getting that I should do next. And so sometimes, you know, um, like that moment of deciding that I liked his (laughs) response, I mean, there was still a little bit of me that wanted to be the mayor. And I like your response, but I'm still being, you know, agitated. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that just happened and that it's the day after but you know to step right into it and then then after you do that then you get to receive the goodies but so that's how i use the colors and stones and uh, recommending you know offering for everyone's consideration that when they're in these moments when your beloved has forgotten the most significant of days and dates. But it's so interesting because women, you know, will tell you what you were wearing, what you, you know, you took a breath before you said. <laughs> yeah. And then you sat down the you, you had remember you were holding the stapler in your left hand and you sat it down. <laughs> yes. And then yeah, the doorbell rang. Remember that? Got to remember that. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. can be very specific. Yeah. I know. Oh my gosh. So but yeah, that's my story. And I'm hoping that that resonates for some folks. Oh, I, I think it will. Takeaway. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it's not their fault, not their fault. Um I saw something. Why men forget anniversaries and birthdays. This article. Um this comes out of the UK and um and I wondered because uh, they used the word boob in a funny way. Um, but, yeah, and I said, this has got to be some British person. I'm from, I was born in England. I know my people over there. They talk funny. But, um, so he says, no, they generally have crappier memories than, men, than women. Uh, but in the sentence right here, uh, for all those forgotten anniversaries, the times they forgot the milk from the shop and the names of your friends you can't seem to remember, there's finally an explanation and it's not that he's just an insensitive boob. And I'm like, okay. boob. We would never use the word boob like that here in America. You know, not to call a man a boob. Have you ever called right. a man a boob? No, I don't think so. No. Right. <laughs> exactly. can't imagine why I would. <laughs> I'm so. That, that would be just... giving him too much credit. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's so funny. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, just a little uh, language thing. <laughs> so that's it's my so story. Interesting. Got today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think it's a great story. I think it's <laughs> – I mean, I had never – I think I've heard of nephrite, but I'd never heard of it being used to help you realize where you're coming from like that. Yeah, it's like it calms your stomach. Um, So I would say that on the physical level, it would be one of the stones you could use if you had an actual upset stomach. There are um, where it's energetically going to affect in that way. Coral is another one. Um, Yeah, coral. Is that what I'm looking at in my head? I can see that. Yeah. Yeah, I can see coral. Big time stomach. Yeah, and the emotion right there. Because that's where we hold it. That's where the butterflies live. Oh yes, they do. A lot of times yeah. they a lot of times they feel more like caterpillars and they're chewing up your insides. Yeah. But that's yeah. where they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, there they are. <laughs> exactly. So, girlfriend, I am um, when I get off the phone with you, 
uh, going to be all about my Jeep, unloading it, repacking it, um, and tomorrow and the next day, it's a recon mission, my last opportunity uh, to get a clear recon uh, to do a one and two day, um, one and two night adventures. Uh, so I have them mapped out perfectly and get get my permits together with the different jurisdictions in the desert, which is weird because you got your federal land and you got your oh, BLM land. Oh, I never land thought of that as an issue. Oh, yeah, it's big. It's a big thing. Um, but so, I, um, yeah, I'm very excited. So tomorrow, but it's the last I'm doing until October because I don't want the heat. So we're lucky that it's only going to be in the 80s tomorrow instead of like 100, which it has been in the desert. And, um, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not down with that. So I'll have a great report for you when uh, we talk again. Exciting. I'm yeah, excited I'm excited to you. I'm going to, um, I want to sleep at the Trona Pinnacles. At the what? I what? haven't done that yet. I want to sleep so at the, the Trona Pinnacles. Okay. But if it's too windy, we won't be able to do it. Again, I'll have to look that up because I don't know what a Trona is. Oh my God! Is that a location? It's, it's, there are about five hundred of these pinnacles. Which these uh, these they, it looks like somebody's playing chess in the desert. These structures, these of mountains, like but it's just like uh, but they're like fingers. They're like but they're actually each one looks like if you really look at it, like a person, like a face, like a being, like a bird, like a thing, like a you know. Uh, and has its own energy, each one. And this area oh. looks so like another planet that they've used this um, for a lot of movies, a lot I of bet. sci-fi. I, has I just Googled from here. Yeah. And, and I can I see that looking like another planet for sure. Yeah. And the perfect place to uh, do the CE5 meditation and watch the skies. And the last time that I was there, like a month or so ago, winds were gusting over 50 miles an hour. I mean, it was impossible to even hardly walk straight, let alone set a fire and cook some dinner and, you know. (laughs) So that wasn't going to happen, so we didn't stay there. Uh, And um, so I'm hoping that it can happen. I, I want this to be one of my regular spots. I love it. Oh. The, the way it feels being there, wind or no wind, is amazing. But I need it to be manageable so we can do what we need to do. Exactly. And, yeah. and, and looking at these pictures, I can see why, you, you know, you say that every structure, every rock has its yeah. own energy. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm, I'm getting vibes, like all kinds of stuff, just looking at the photos. Oh, yeah. I mean, like each one, and they're... And they're obviously working, they're doing, they're alive right now, the beings that are those. And I learned from um, this guy in Hawaii uh, when I went to visit Hawaii, and I talk about this in my uh, very first book, The Secrets of Lost, The Validity of Multidimensional Existence. He was like, look at the rocks, you'll see the faces. They're all over, you know, and I'm like, Oh, my God, that's when I started seeing faces in the rocks and realizing, oh, my gosh. And they, he and his people, have this belief about the aliveness of each and every boulder that made up a mountain. And some in particular were more articulate than others, you know, in terms of their energy and uh, beingness. But these pinnacles, you look at them and they're blatantly, you know. Well, if you bird, can believe that you can hug a tree and get feedback from it, mm-hmm, then you can mm-hmm. certainly get the same kind of feedback from a boulder. Right. I mean, there's Which a is, scientific realizing that these pinnacles were made by water. This is back when the day when, you know, water was rushing through there. And apparently it was made, um, it's a combination of springs, so warm water happening, uh, and uh, and then other water. <laughs> I'm not the scientist to explain it, but those two coming together made these designs of the earth. And then there was no water so that we could later come and drive our Jeeps onto the area and... <laughs> Don't you don't you just love how the universe gives us these great gifts? <laughs> yes. 
Yeah, we don't we may not realize it and people talk all the time about global warming and end of the earth and this and that and the other but they don't stop to think how what's happening today is going to impact the face of the planet tomorrow you know futuristic right. tomorrow and oh my gosh I'm looking at these faces there are so many I see their personalities right these are such I, mean, I see I saw yesterday in the clouds in a storm cloud I saw a man hanging upside down just I saw his face and he uh-huh, was just uh-huh. leaning back and it was just amazing oh yeah and people I think I'm definitely. nuts because I, oh. I see things that other people can't see but right. that's because I, I open myself up to it and I allow oh my gosh I do believe that the clouds take shape of energy beings and yeah. um if you look at our website, stargateadventure.com, do you know that picture I'm I'm leading to at this moment? Where it's uh, the clouds I, I do. Yes, are yes. like a spaceship. Like, <laughs> and it's like, oh, my God. There, to me, if I saw that, there's no question in my mind, which is why it's one of the pictures that I use. Great. I'd love if I had taken that picture. I'd have oh, more I know. of a story to tell you. Yeah. But, but it's okay that someone else took the picture. Yeah, and then I bought it. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, that one. Yeah, I took all the other pictures, though, the ones where it shows that we've been places. Those, that's my yeah. team. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Oh, my gosh. Well, my sister, it has been such a wonderful morning it's again. It's delightful. I'm, I'm excited to be able to share the rest of your birthday month with you. Ah, thank you. <laughs> and and I I know that um Mr. Wonderful is going to make a wonderful birthday month for the rest of the month. Now I wonder does he take it into the 11th of July? See, I was wondering anything about that. I was like, you know, wow, it's just the rest of the month. Well, you know, how about for a whole month? But that's yeah, okay. I'm cool with, I'm cool with wrapping it up on the 30th. By the time, that time, I'll be annoyed with the fact that it's so hot in Southern California. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and by then you may decide that uh, you don't want to be 35 anymore. Exactly, you may, exactly. You may exactly. want to be 15 again. Exactly, you know, yes, the, the yes, I'm liking that whole way you do those encore birthdays. Yes, because I'll yeah. tell you, I, I think I've been 14 three times. That's amazing. You know, the first time I was 14, 14 years after I was born, and right. then well after I turned 50, because it was such a magical year for me. Yeah. I I had not yet hit puberty. Yeah. I was, I was a late bloomer. So right. I, I had the body of a woman, but not, you know, I still had the child and the innocence of a, of a child. Right. And it was magical. You know, my mom would let me go babysitting for other people so I could make money. And I just, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't tethered, again, that word, I wasn't tethered by the um, boy-girl situation yet. Yeah, I was, right. I had not hit boy craziness yet. So yeah. I, I, was, I was enjoying my new adulthood without having any of the adult responsibilities. Right. And... Oh my gosh! It was it was a magical year, and then Mother Nature said, "Okay, enough of this fun for you. We're gonna turn you into a real woman now." Right. That that worked out good too. Awesome. Well, don't we have like about ten seconds left? Yeah. What do you want to say? <laughs> Nothing. I'm just <laughs> reminding you what time it is. Theconsciouscougar dot com. Oh, yeah, that. StargateAdventures.com. There is that, yeah, StargateAdventures.com. If, if, if you're ever at an event, look for the Valley of the Dolls for your Valley, Valley of the Dolls. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Yes, play on words. There's too many of my you, entities. So much going on in your life, girlfriend. I love it. I know. And I love yeah. you, and I'm excited for for what it, what's next to come. It's going to be magical. Just yes, like you always it always are. is. Yes. Every and minute. we shall talk uh, in July, second, Tuesday, second Monday of July. 
Absolutely. Talk to you then. Well, you know, I'll text you in between. Oh, we will definitely be talking in between. <laughs> Lots of stuff to go over. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening today. Remember to come back every Monday at 11 a.m. for another Manifest Lesson. The second and fourth Mondays I am live and my guests always have something interesting to share. Be sure to follow Be Unique Radio on Blog Talk Radio or your favorite platform and check out all our other Manifest Monday shows. If you have questions, want me to guide you on your Manifest journey or would like a transcript of this show, just reach out to me through BeUnique.org or email me at ManifestMondayShow at gmail.com. Until then, stay present, stay positive, and always remain grateful. I'm your host, Mary Brotherton. Thank you for joining us today.